Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. We've got Lori Larson back with us again today. Thanks for being here, Lori. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to be talking about heroes and heroines in CCR who are fitness and health oriented. So um, what is it about fitness and health oriented heroes and heroines, Lori, that got you excited about joining us? Well, I personally am not fitness or health oriented. <laughs> I find myself later in life having to force myself to get up out of my chair and like <laughs> instead of what reading another chapter or watching another Netflix episode, I need to get walking um, because I know how important it is. But um, authors, of course, can create lots of worlds that aren't true to themselves. Um, so in my fictional life, I did write a, a romance novel that featured a marathon runner, heroine, and a personal trainer slash competitive yacht sailor as a hero. Okay. Well, where, earth, where on earth I came up with those two, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, but for the marathon runner, she has, a, so I, I based her off of a woman that I used to work with, a coworker who came you know, strutting down the hallway at work one day, and she happened to mention that she had just run a marathon, number one, the day before, and she wasn't even limping. And number two, <laughs> it was like her 30th marathon. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And she had a goal to run a marathon in every state of the US. And she had completed 30 out of 50. Wow. And so when a couple years later, when I thought about, you know, my heroine, having the goal of, of running a marathon in every state. Of course, I called her up and interviewed her because I just didn't know why. Why would you do this? Like, what is in your head that you think that's a good thing to do, you know? Um, but after talking to her, you know, I learned about her motivation and, and her goal setting and how determined she is and how it's just such a high for her to accomplish these crazy physical goals. And, you know, then I had the information for my heroine. Nice. Um, and then for this competitive yacht sailor hero, I, I mean, I could understand why. I mean, that's a little more understandable, but I needed to know the how, you know, how do you do this? Because I've never sailed a boat. even. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I recruited some of my friends who are sailors and they read all my boating scenes and made sure that everything was, you know, accurate and made sense. So that's what inspired me to uh, volunteer for this session. <laughs> Excellent. Why don't you go ahead and tell us the title of that book since we've covered it now? <laughs> oh, okay. It's called Capsized and it is book number four in my Merle's Inlet Miracle series. Excellent. Okay. Capsized. That one yet. Is, that Capsized. A, is that a spoiler alert? <laughs> right. It is Just a, an innocent question. It's an analogy okay. title. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I have a friend who has a goal to run a marathon in every state as well. And yeah. she's run the Marine Corps marathon, which is local to me. Yep. My brother's like run nine that. times or something. She runs it every year. Um, yeah. she, she'll post on Facebook about how it was just a short run today, 12 miles. I'm like, mm, okay, no. you have your short 12 mile run. Have fun with that. I don't know it. I don't know at this point if even if I could even get up and walk 12 miles in, <laughs> no. without stopping, let alone running. I mean, yeah. oh, 
no 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 god no. bless them <laughs> um let's do our preliminary questions um when we say fitness and health oriented, we definitely can include people like marathon runners, but is there, um, are there other things that leap to your mind uh, when you think of that, Narelle? Well, I think it, it kind of crosses over into sports in my mind as well. So you'll see there's a bit of a, a, a theme with one of the books I'll be talking about. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's 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 a mindset, it's, it's a way of life. And I've always thought as an author that if I'm going to have a hero and a heroine that are lean, fit and healthy, then that just doesn't magically happen. Most people don't have the perfect genes to be able to be slothful and still be fit and healthy. So I, I actually like seeing elements of that in stories. I detest running, but I make my, my heroines run, even though I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I like to see that it needs to make sense to me. So if there's a character who's um, athletic, healthy, fit, I want to see why that's the case. And they can't be lying on the couch watching Netflix all day and be lean, Bum -bum. fit and trim. <laughs> yeah. And also I like food in books. So if you're going to eat food in books, then you also need to be able to work that food off or you're not going to be a lean, fit and healthy um, hero or heroine either. So I think but then again, I don't mind reading books. I mean, weight to me is not really a big deal. Like I don't really mind the size of my characters, if that makes sense, in terms of what I'm reading. But it just needs to be logical. There needs to be some logic behind it, if that makes sense. Valerie, what about you? What do you what do you think? I, I figured it meant that um, one of the characters, at least possibly both, needed to be very focused on fitness um, in one way or another. And whether that's... Um, their their food journey or their athletic journey or both uh it needs to be in there and for it to qualify for today's discussion i figured that it needed to actually affect the romance in some way it couldn't just be this random oh she runs for you know three miles every morning and and it doesn't ever impact her relationships so um it it either has to be their connection or their conflict or play into it in some way that's kind of how I figured it. Lori, do you have thoughts? Yeah, to me, it means that the character is disciplined and determined to make fitness and health a priority in their life. And that might mean competing in their sport, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, but it's setting priorities and putting physical fitness type activities ahead of other things, ahead of social activities or ahead of possibly, you know, starting a dating relationship or maybe in the past they've put off dating because they're so busy with their sport or their fitness or their, you know, whatever. Um, researching diet options that help with various parts of the body, getting up extra early so that they can get a couple miles in and um, you know, before the day starts. Um, and then when it comes to romance, I can't really imagine someone like this having a successful romance with someone who isn't geared that way. You know, like here's the hero, for example, or the heroine getting up at 4 a.m. and running 10 miles before work. And then they meet the, the, her the hero and he's just kind of dragging himself in with a cup of coffee, you know? <laughs> so um, sure. although that might that might make for some great opposites attract kind of possibilities. Sure, it could. 
Yeah. Or it could be my real life because my husband's <laughs> very athletic. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to get up and run at five in the morning. I'll just have the coffee. Thank you very much. <laughs> so it can work. It, it can, can work. work, work that, that yes. <laughs> I, um, I probably don't have anything to add. I think you guys covered that nicely. Um, yeah, gold stars all around. <laughs> so um, do you think that there can be a fine line uh, between having a health slash fitness theme in your book or your hero or heroine who's oriented that way and then uh, teetering into something that actually becomes body shaming or um, health shaming, these sorts of things where, where it crosses the line. Um, do you think that can happen or because it's fiction, people shouldn't take it so seriously and it just, they need to get over themselves. What do you, what do you think, Narelle? Well, I think, it's, I mean, I, I can't think of a book off the top of my head that addresses eating disorders or overtraining or stuff like that. But I also think that would be an interesting story to read because that is a real world problem. And like, I mean, exercise and food can be like an addiction in terms of how it impacts people's lives. So if you're going to have a character, I think there needs to be balance. There's, it needs to be logical and it needs to be balanced. And if the most important thing you do in the day is exercise and you're a professional athlete, that makes perfect sense. If you're an amateur athlete, that also makes a lot of sense. But if you're obsessed with losing three centimetres off your waist and that's why you do it, then that's, yeah, that's where you start moving into the grey area, I think. And we also need to be aware that there'll be readers that struggle with these issues as well and you don't want to pick up a book necessarily to relax that just throws all your issues in your face either. So there's kind of a balance somewhere in the middle there that I think that we need to find. Okay. Laurie, what do you think? I didn't find any of that body shaming or uh, kind of negative connotation in any of the books um, that I read on this topic. Um, in fact, almost the opposite, because the athletes that I read about are so you know, ready to do anything. They, they treat their bodies like a machine. You know, how do I make myself stronger or faster or whatever? And they're more interested in doing the healthy things to make their body perform better because they're, they're more interested in how their body performs versus how it looks. So that's at least what I found in the books that I read. Valerie? I think it could, it, it definitely could go that direction, but it sure doesn't have to. So I, I think it's on always on the author to uh, to remember that the reader is bringing their 50% uh, to the yep. story and um, that, that we're careful how we write things. So um, if you're writing someone who's overweight, for instance, that you're not just being well, they should obviously know better or whatever. Um, but that, that it's everything, and, and I mean, this, this goes with any topic that we can cover as, as authors, right? We need to be sensitive to uh, the people who are gonna be reading it and, and still be true to the story. So lots and lots and lots of people go for a jog regularly, you know, two, three times a week or go down to the gym and work out, hang out with their friends, swim a few laps, whatever, without it being, an obsession. Um, so I think a lot of people can understand how um, kind of a, a certain level of fitness is going to be good and whether they understand the completely obsessed athlete or not. Um, but I think it, it depends a lot on how it's portrayed in 
like everything, it, it can go, it can be negative or it can be very positive or really quite neutral. I only added this question because I remember there was a brief moment of semi-heated conversation at one point in the Christian Romance Reading Gathering where uh, we had a comment made basically that um, anything that didn't effectively say that if you were a plus size heroine that they should never be working towards losing weight or a health or fitness goal because plus size people are perfect as they are, which I mean, that's certainly, you know, you should never not love someone until they lose 10 pounds, right? That's not, that's not where we want to go with this. For sure. Um, you know, but that, that the idea was that any book that portrayed a plus size heroine or, or hero, but I mean, generally it's the heroines who are plus size. Um, why is that? That's, we need some chubby guys out there. Um, <laughs> We could but, we could take um, this whole podcast that way. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and so that any book that has a plus size heroine who's on a health or fitness journey is automatically body, body shaming and negative. And so I was just wondering if if y'all thought that that was a, a possibility or or what. So I thought it was interesting to to hear the questions. Well, oh, isn't that the the readers fifty percent though? Hey, mm. uh, because because it sure doesn't have to be written in that way. But if, if as a reader, you're just going, oh, they're obviously picking on me about this and oh, they're picking on me about that. Oh, I hate romance novels because they're all so negative about me. Then it's a you problem. Well, it's probably. a you problem, yeah. yeah. And it's kind also like, the character, the character motivation. So if you understand why someone's doing what they're doing, yeah. if it makes sense, then you can move away from it being that body shaming angle, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So if you've got a character who um, who needs to lose some weight because they've got high blood pressure and they're at risk of having a heart attack or a stroke or something like that, that's a very different proposition to someone who's looking in the mirror and seeing themselves looking bigger than they really are. I mean, that's, again, an eating disorder. So it's a matter of knowing what's going on, why it's going on, and being sensitive in how that's all handled, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So let's dive into our books. Um, and Narelle, do you want to take the first one? Okay, I will. So um, I bumped up a book that was in my TBR <laughs> list. And good. Um, it's called Spring Splash by Denise um, Weimar. I'm not Weimar. I'm not quite sure if I've said that correctly. My Aussie accent will get me into trouble again. And um, I bought this book on a whim. I saw it. One of the book bloggers have been talking about it because it was around Special Olympics. And my son has done Special Olympics golf um, a couple of years ago before the world, everything stopped in the world. So, um, yeah. So this particular story, the hero is a coach. So he's a swimming coach and his sister is on the autism spectrum, has ASD. So, and she's also a very talented swimmer, but has sensory issues and different things. And so the heroine is um, a competitive swimmer at college level and she's nearly finished her her sports. Um, I think she's doing um Sports marketing is what she's doing at college. And she's just missed out on getting on qualifying to go to nationals and she's injured herself. So she does butterfly and she's stuffed up something related to her shoulders that I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, so she has to do a special project to finish her practical element of her degree. And so she ends up working, doing um, sports marketing with the Special Olympics group that the hero 
runs. So it's a really lovely story. And I just really enjoyed going back into that world because it's such an inspiring place. And I think Special um, Olympics is a great thing. And there's a lot of really wonderful stories that come out of that organisation as well. So it's a fun romance. Um, There's obviously the issues because he's her supervisor. So you shouldn't be having a romance between uh, (laughs) effectively your college supervisor (laughs) and your student. (laughs) But there's those issues. And also um, she she ends up having a, quite a special relationship with Margot, who is um, his sister. So it's a really lovely story. And if you're interested in learning more about Special Olympics and competitive swimming and all that kind of thing, then you'd really enjoy that one. And so I'm being both athletes, so he'd been obviously a swimmer as well. It's a different world and a different mindset, and I just really enjoyed going there. That That's sounds very interesting. Cool. Yeah, I it haven't does. heard of that one. No, oh, I hadn't oh, either. Nice. It sounds it sounds really fun really fun. Laurie, you got one? Yeah. um, The first one I read was by Hannah Jo Abbott Mm -hmm. and it was called Dream With Me. And it was about a girl named Peyton. Well, first of all, it was a college romance, which I loved my time in college, but I haven't read many, if any, college romance. They're set actually on a college campus between college students so that was a refreshing change (laughs) Um, (laughs) but Peyton is a college cheerleader and she is on scholarship she's really really good at cheerleading but she's really not that good at like school you know in classes (laughs) 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 and she comes from a family where um, she lost her parents in a tragic car accident and so her her older sister is um, raising, basically raising her and her younger siblings. And she became like a mother figure. And um, her sister was in college when the accident happened. And so she had to pull herself out and take herself away from college, her dreams, to take care of the family. So Peyton really feels like she has no other chance to go to college and to honor her sister, her sister's sacrifice for them other than cheerleading so she better work really hard and she better do the best she can and you know she's you know she's not these classes don't really come easily to her so she's doing her and she's the little petite one who's up at the top the flyer where they you know throw her up and down and so she was multitasking you know she was doing her cheerleading practice while she was thinking about a math test Uh (laughs) that she was struggling with and she did something wrong and she landed and fell on her ankle and she's you know so she knows you know just this pressure that it was very obvious in the book just the pressure she was feeling it's like I can't tell my coach that I'm injured I can't they, they can't set me out because I might lose my spot on the team but um, you know, if I don't, if I let my grades drop, I might lose, you know, quit. I mean, the whole thing was just very stressful. Um, the pressure, you know, and she also went into her identity. Who, who would I be if I can't cheerlead? I mean, that's for my whole life since I was a little girl, that's me. I'm the cheerleader, you know, um, but the spend, uh, the hero is Spencer and, He's also a college student and has noticed her on campus because he's attracted to her, but she goes hobbling into a, a, a drugstore to buy, you know, first aid equipment, like, you know, a brace and an ice pack for her ankle. And he works there. So he's helping her find and, and all that. But 
throughout, he's also very active in campus ministry. And so he's noticing that she, you need to find that there's more, more, God has more, sorry about that. God has more plans for you in your life than just, you know, flying at a game. You, you need to find out what that is. And so uh, the two of them start a relationship. It, it, it was good. I really enjoyed it. So is, like is he too. athletic? Is he athletic no, as well? He's n- he's not athletic. He's musical, okay. and um, that's good. so no, that's, comes that's from right. a completely different world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Valerie, um, I'm going to talk about a book by Jill Kemmerer, Unexpected Family. Um, this couple, um, Tom and Stephanie, have been divorced for five years. And his parting words to her had been, well, at least we didn't have any kids. So when she found out she was pregnant a few weeks later, she didn't bother to let him know. Um, So now there's circumstances where she feels like he needs to know about his child. Back when they'd been married, that one of the big problems they had was um, that he was always at work. He was he worked for his dad. He was obsessed with work. He he worked long, long hours and thought about work when he wasn't at work. And so now she's surprised to find that he has stepped back. But there's a new obsession, and the new obsession is that he's training for a triathlon. And um, so his same personality. Yeah. Is, is driving that and he's hired a coach and he's, you know, he's got these hours he's going to swim and he's got these hours he's supposed to run. So I got all this stuff he's supposed to do. And so he's really, really determined to do that. And so this, it's the same old problem between them, but with a new face uh, compared to before and how he's trying to step back, but he's hired this trainer. <laughs> And the triathlon's coming. And then, yeah, through spending time with his little girl and so forth. So it, it's, it's really quite well done. And, and again, it's, it's because of his obsession with training that, um, that they're, you know, kind of back in a similar pattern that they'd been in before. So that was a good one. All right. So my first one is The Joy of Falling by Lindsay Harrell. Um, and it is uh, two sisters who, well, they're not sisters, sisters-in-law who lost their husbands um, in a, like a scuba diving accident, I think, if I recall correctly. And they're both trying to move on with their life. And uh, Eva finds out that her husband, um, a consummate adrenaline junkie, had signed up for this ultra marathon in New Zealand. And she decides to run it in his place, even though she's sort of like an ambivalent runner at best. <laughs> And so now we're going straight to like the 50 or hundred mile ultra marathon as opposed to, um, and she ropes her, the sister-in-law, Angela into it. Angela had been a runner. Um, and I believe trying to decide if it's spoilery, I don't think it's too spoilery. She had been a runner before they got married. She got pregnant. So that's why they got married. Um, and, and there had been some tension in their marriage. So she's in on top of the grief dealing with the fact that their marriage had not been this picture perfect thing before he died anyway. And so the process of training becomes this really healing experience for both of the the women. And they, I mean, it's a romance novel. So, and they both find love, (laughs) new love, right? So two second chances going on um, or second times around because 
we've already redefined that. I got to try and use yes, my we have. properly. <laughs> Um, but I really, um, I really enjoyed it. I wonder if it hadn't been in New Zealand, if I had loved, if I would love it as much, but I really enjoyed visiting New Zealand as part of it too. They end up moving down there to train on the course for like the eight weeks or something beforehand. So you get a whole bunch of really fabulous New Zealand, um, more books need to be in New Zealand as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it's just, it's a really, it does um, teeter on the edge of women's fiction. So it's romance slash women's fiction as opposed to like pure romance because both women are on a sort of personal discovery journey as well. But the the marathon and the training and that whole thing is really, if it weren't for that, none of this would happen. So I think by Valerie's rule, it qualifies. <laughs> But New Zealand just qualifies. Like my husband's always wanted to do some cycling or running things over in New Zealand. Like there's so it's a very big thing over there. So sure. you really can't go wrong with New Zealand and yeah. athletic pursuits <laughs> or adventure, exactly. um, adrenaline stuff. Yeah. Uh, we maybe talk just a little less about our books. So <laughs> we'll do one more. Uh, Narelle, what's your second? Well, mine's really fast, my second one, because this is a book I read probably 10 years ago and I read it in print and I think I've given it away because it's not on my, I couldn't find it on my keeper shelf, but it's um, The Guy I'm Not Dating by Trish Perry and it has been re-released. That's so available in ebook. And um, the heroine in this book, her name's Kara, and she is a um, personal trainer at the gym. And this is set in Northern Virginia, and the hero has he's from Miami and he's moved up there and set up a um a delicatessen a deli um there and so he ends up being a client at the gym they end up doing a road trip down to um Florida and that's where her mum has moved but um it's interesting because I haven't read this story for a long time but it stuck with me and it and it came back to me and I think that was because at that time in my life I was going to the gym three or four times a week and was very diligent about all that kind of thing. Um, we're not going to talk about what I do now, but <laughs> back then, <laughs> back then I was. Um, my kids are at school. I had a routine. I drop my kids off at school and I go to the gym, and that's what I did three times a week. Around, I think it was before, either before I was working or I was only working weekends. I wasn't doing a lot of um, day job work at that time. Yeah, so it was a really fun story, and I think gyms can be quite hilarious in terms of environments for stories because a lot of interesting things can happen as well. So if you if you're interested in the gym culture like that and that this is a fun one to read and I think it's a bit on the chick lit rom-com side this story as well by memory fun yeah so cool Laurie what about you what's your second uh my second one is called not until someday by Valerie and Bobbin mm -hmm. and I loved this book <laughs> it was so swoon worthy okay the romance really swoon worthy and it was just very gripping. And it was my uh, first book by Valerie. And I'm so excited to have found another author to now explore because she's got so many books out. Um, but it features a heroine named Grace who comes from a very strict family. She's got like six brothers and she's the only girl. So of course she's very sheltered. And she had made a mistake in her past that her parents don't really wanna forget. And so she has now come up with this idea of, you know, a checklist of everything her perfect man has to be or to make mom and dad happy, you know, um, I'm marrying the right guy. And she's re 
modeling a inn or a house that she inherited from her grandfather to um, make into a bed and breakfast. And then who knocks on the door and she opens it up, but Levi, who is an ex NFL quarterback who um, is retired at the age of 29 due to injury and football. She wasn't necessarily sure who he was because she wasn't a football fan, but um, it became clear because he's kind of the town celebrity <laughs> and <laughs> he eats up the notoriety. He loves walking around and having everybody know who he is and all his statistics. And he's kind of shallow and uh, everything about his self-worth is tied up in his football career. Um, and his father is not real happy with this. And he's not, he's he tells him, I'm not very proud of the man that you've become. And all Levi can do is quote his football accomplishments. Well, I used to, you know, I used to be able to, you know, throw the ball and, you know, get hit by this many linebackers. What father wouldn't be proud of that? And what's wrong with you, you know? Um, and then I think as he gets further and further away from football, he has to realize, he's realizing that he needs other things to speak for what makes him a good man what he can do for you know a possible woman in his life um he has this underlying fear that without football no woman would want him or be attracted to him you know so it's really just a whole redemption story grace kind of redeeming herself from this mistake that she made with a man in her past that her parents keep you know bringing up and levi you know, really becoming, well, who am I without football and, and what can we do together? And it's, there's a beautiful um, faith journey story where faith, you know, Grace is a Christian and, and all that very strong at the very beginning of the book, but Levi needs to go through that journey. So it's really, really good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. She's a great author. Yes, she really is. Yeah. Barry. I have two I really want to talk about. You're telling me I can't? Nope, I am telling you that. You have to pick one. Oh, oh. I'm going to go with uh, Marrying Emma by Melanie D. Snicker, Snicker in that case. Um, but I really also want to talk about Puppy Love and Jingle Bells by Marilee Wren. So I won't talk about that one. I'll just talk about Marrying <laughs> Emma by Melanie Snicker. Uh, Emma's a, a heart transplant. She works at a gym because a friend of the family uh, has offered her this receptionist job there, not because she's fit or healthy or anything. Uh, it's She needs a job that's really flexible, that she can take time off because she still has a lot of doctor's appointments. So, um, so this friend of the family is going to is going to let her flex for that. Um, Marty works at the gym. He lost part of his leg in a motorcycle accident and he wears a prosthetic and he um, where she is afraid to live. He is like keeps challenging her to let go of her fears and really live, even though she's afraid of of her heart being her body rejecting her new heart and all this stuff. Um, so there's there's a lot that takes place in the gym. You're right. That's a great spot for um, <laughs> for uh, lots of scenes. And um, she doesn't she she doesn't know he's wearing a prosthetic at first, but um, and she just doesn't really like him because he's too too cheerful and too gung ho and too. 
athletic and energetic and she's just like go away from me you weird person and uh, so it takes him <clears throat> a little bit of time to overcome that and then when she realizes um, what he's overcome to get there then of course she feels terrible that she's misjudged him and all that <laughs> um, but it's a great journey so um recommend that one cool all right my last one is um beyond the waves by lynette bonner um that she is an owner of a fitness studio uh type thing um for women just for women so she does like prenatal yoga and um you know postpartum easing back into exercise and really tailors it to um the needs of women and she really loves reaching that community and um one of the ladies who was like her high school rival, if I recall correctly, because little tiny town, right? Where high school rivals are still a thing. Um, twisted her ankle in the gravel parking lot um, because she was wearing stilettos and was trying, was gonna sue the gym. And so the hero, enter the hero, which is the town cop, who's trying to negotiate a settlement between them so that she doesn't lose everything that she has because like everything that she has is wrapped up in this gym that she owns. So, um, so it's, it's fun and it's, it's a little beach town. I want to say in Washington state. So yes. um, yeah. yeah, I was, I was trying to remember if it was Oregon or Washington state. I'm like, it's over there. <laughs> but, um I always enjoy Lynette's characters. I feel like they're they're very rounded um, and have have good problems. Um, but well, you know, I know what you mean. <laughs> they're they're mm. real and um, and is not easy for them to get to where they're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, and that we are we're good on time, sadly. Um, so Lori, remind everyone where we can find you in your books. Okay. Um, my website is authorlorilarson.com. That's where you can find pretty much everything. I also have a Facebook author page as well as a reader group. So awesome. you can hook up with me there. Excellent. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being with us again, Lori. It is always fun to have you. Thank um, you. And thank you everyone for joining us at Story Chats. We would love to know what you think about fitness slash health oriented heroes and heroines. We all had some other books that we didn't get to. So um, let us know what you wish we've gotten to or what your thoughts are. We love to hear your comments. So um, leave a comment on the YouTube channel or um, in our Facebook page. Sorry, my words just decided to go away there for a minute. Uh, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And um, if you are watching on YouTube versus listening elsewhere, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We will look forward to seeing you again next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>